Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Shutdown Coverage podcast. We are talking day two of the draft. Uh, it's midday here in England, so people just sort of getting up in America now. Reactions just starting to filter in from what was at times a really interesting night. Some really interesting picks, um, people trading up and down, lots of stuff going on. So I'm going to, I'm not going to focus on, apart from one pick, too much in one go. We're going to look at lots of little things, just talk about my impressions from the draft, who might have had a good night, bad night, but more than anything, really more than talking about teams really, just talking about individual players I saw getting taken and thinking, oh that's a great fit or that really fills a need for that team and just a few things I'm looking forward to in day three, obviously interest tends to wane off in day three but you know if you're a real football junkie, day three is still really interesting, there's still loads of picks to be made. Um, some great players obviously have come out the later rounds and been undrafted free agents so it's still it's still very interesting especially if you're a team like Minnesota which I'll get onto later have still 13 picks which is insane in the last four rounds I just just unbelievable um, you know that that's a lot of paint to throw against a wall and yeah a lot of it won't come off but I mean if if you get three players out of those 13 which you're pretty likely to do um, considering you could trade up and down for whatever player you want with that many picks, that's that's a great package at the end of the draft. So should be really interesting. So just going into the reaction um, from day two, I mean the huge shock and the main talking point was Jalen Hurts going to the Eagles. Did not see this coming at all. If you if you made me list thirty two teams and said right number one is most likely to QB, thirty two is the least likely they'd probably be 25, something like that, right down the bottom. I was absolutely shocked that they took Jalen Hurts. Not that Jalen Hurts isn't worth the pick, I think, if you look at his ability, especially in the modern NFL where quarterbacks are meant to be a bit more mobile. Um, I think you know, a mid-round second selection is, is bang on. That's exactly why I had him drafted going. I said he was going to go to the Jags to sort of compete with Gardner Minshew. Um, more on that later, but... Uh, it's just the team. The, the the fit's quite interesting. They're a dynamic offense. Obviously, Wentz does get injured um, a fair amount. Hopefully, not going forward because no one wants to see anyone injured. But still, I mean, I, I just felt that there were other needs out there. Um, they need a defensive end, um, an AJ Epinesa, who was reasonably wildly considered a borderline first-round pick, was still there. Jeremy Chin, the safety, was still there, which they need safety help. Zach Bourne, they could do with a sideline-to-sideline linebacker. He was available. I just feel like, considering, I, I feel like they reached for the receiver in the first round and now took a quarterback who they don't desperately need. I just think it's it's an odd draft. It's not that it's necessarily going to be a bad draft. It's just an odd draft. And it will be a few years, perhaps, before we find out whether it, it was a good draft. Um, so it could work well, but we'll see. I'm personally quite down on it, but there, there's enough talent there to kind of go, we'll see. Especially, you know, who knows, the Eagles, week 15, Wentz goes down, they're 10-6, and six, they're going to go to the playoffs, and Jalen Hurts steps in, goes on a run like Nick Foles, and <laughs> who knows. So it, it's not a bad pick, it's just a bit odd, and, it, and it's one of those time time will tell sort of things, so... Really interesting, like I say, probably the most interesting thing of the night. They did take Devion Taylor in the third round outside linebacker, so that kind of filled the Zach Bourne, you know, position. But I, I still think it's going to be really interesting to see who they take today because 
they're going to need to address certain positions today in the third uh, sorry on the third day in rounds four to seven otherwise they're going to come back kind of the same team they were last year with a hopefully explosive and down the field threat wide receiver but not necessarily the most polished route runner and a backup quarterback which is interesting <laughs> as i said it's interesting so we'll we'll see i know the eagles fans weren't happy on twitter last night but like i said we'll we'll see what happens i think the packers are, are next up still not dressing the wide receiver position they did go offense so there is something to that but they went running back with aj dillon who could form a good tandem with aaron jones so there's potential there hopefully take a bit of pressure off rogers and they have got a pass catching tight end in Joshua Deguera who is is not a blocker it, it, it's something he could learn but it's just his frame he's going to put on quite a bit of you know frame muscle bulk if he's going to be a good blocker so he he's sort of a wide receiver but again you know it doesn't really address the problem that Aaron Rodgers has got and so it, it's interesting again you know you take his presumptive air and then you take a running back and a tight end you know, it's not really helping the passing game at this point. So it's it's really interesting to see where the Packers go going forward. I mean, at least they went offense and they're offensive skill players. So at least that is something for Aaron Rodgers. They are people for him to work with. But you're still looking, surely, for a couple of wide receivers day three just to try and build something around him. Because obviously Aaron Rodgers is Hall of Fame first ballot. He brings these guys up. So in a deep wide receiver draft... You know, you take you take a couple of shots on fourth and fifth round guys. They might not be brilliant, but they might take enough heat away from Devontae Adams to make the offense go a bit better. But I'm not overly a fan of, of the way the Packers have dressed the draft so far. So moving on to the Bengals. I thought the Bengals were interesting. Um, obviously, they have top picks in each round, and that makes a big difference to how well you draft. If you can take in the first round anyone in the entire draft, second round you're getting a first round pick third round you could even get a borderline first round pick because you're picking number one all the time so they do have that great advantage but i just think they've addressed the draft really nicely they've got joe burrow they didn't get they didn't outthink themselves and thought oh but we could get lots of picks or we could have this other guy or they just went joe burrow's the guy let's go and get him and they did it they then got t higgins quite an exciting prospect someone who could definitely develop into a good wide receiver at the nfl level and you put him there remember he's going to get no double teams he's not, he's probably going to see the third corner from the other team because they've already got tyler boyd aj green so i think along with joe mixon i think that provides joe burrow with a plethora of weapons which is great sort of like what the broncos have done for drew lock which i also thought was really impressive they've really surrounded him with weapons and gone you know we're not going to set you up to fail if you fail it's going to be your fault. Whereas you sort of look at the Jets with Darnold and you think, if Darnold fails, is it his, is it his fault? Or is it because he's got nothing to work with? So I think the Bengals haven't fallen into their trap, which is good. They took Logan Wilson, who will be a three, four down linebacker, high motor, high IQ leader, who's a three-time captain um, in college. So I just think they, they've addressed the draft really nicely the Bengals and they've done really well with the picks they've had even though they are very premium picks and it'd be interesting to see what they do on day three so the Patriots were very busy last night um, had loads of picks going into day two they have traded quite a few of those away but they've addressed the tight end need which was really interesting to see obviously 
they they have to with um Grant gone and you know not the greatest lineup behind him um the projected starters would probably not make necessarily rosters around the NFL um and so it was nice to see them address that they got Dalton Keene and Devin Asiasi um both could start straight away like i said the Titans they've already got are nothing to write home about they kind of remind me not saying talent wise so don't hold me to this talent wise but just size ability um in the sense of where they can line up um and the fact that they're they're probably going to be started straight away they kind of remind me of Gronk and Hernandez when they got drafted and Gronk was kind of the do it all tight end he'll stay in line and block he can get down the field he's got good hands he's reliable then Hernandez was more of the h-back slot tight end and that's how these guys line up you've got one very traditional tight end and you've got one more of a h-back slot pass catcher so it'd be really interesting to see if that dynamic develops or not but you know it was the one thing you thought the Patriots have got to address going into the draft I don't believe they have to take a quarterback I have got them slated to take one um, but that's right at the end of the draft. I think the, the main needs were linebacker, pass rusher, tight end, and they've addressed all of them. So they might not have addressed some of the people you think they were going to, but that's Bill Belichick. Um, usually works out pretty well um, moving forward with them. Uh, one player to watch, Chase Claypool. So he wasn't really on a lot of people's radar in the, in the first and second round, but the Steelers took him. And watching a little bit of film on him and just reading up a bit about him, He's great at contesting catches. He's got good measurables, good size, good hands. Can move fast despite that size. Um, he's a little slow at breaks and needs some polishing. But I just think going to Pittsburgh is such a great fit. They needed a wide receiver. They needed someone to go opposite Juju to help Big Ben. But also, so it helps the team. But also for him, he's not going to have, again, he's going to have number two, number three corners. He's not going to be double teamed. He's going to have Big Ben throwing to him. And it's going to go to Pittsburgh, which is just a wide receiver production machine. If you look what they've done over the last 10, 15 years, they just produce wide receiver after wide receiver after wide receiver. And so normally, if Chase Claypool had been taken where he was taken by any other team or most of the teams, I'd have gone nice pick, moving on. But I just find it's really interesting that he's gone to Pittsburgh. And I just think he's someone to keep an eye on these next couple of years. And I wouldn't be surprised if he's a bit of a star in the league in the next couple of years. The Cowboys, um, I thought, they did really well. I was quite critical of them yesterday, um, taking C.D. Lamb, even though I appreciate he's a really good player and is a great prospect and will help Dak immediately. And they did need depth in that receiving court. It, it's good at the top end, um, with obviously Amari Cooper and Gallup, but I felt depth could have been addressed later, especially in such a deep draft, and they could have either taken best defender available, which is what they need, or perhaps even traded down. I'm sure they could have found a trading partner for C.D. Lamb. However, they took him, um, and like I said, it wasn't a bad pick. I was just, a, I was just a bit. I thought it was mixed messages considering the amount they've lost on defense this year. But they came back today, or yesterday now as it is. Got Trayvon Diggs from Alabama, borderline first round starter, corner addresses a really big need. Then got defensive tackle Neville Gallimore again addresses a need. Um, got a high upside apparently i haven't watched really anything of him but apparently he can lack a motor sometimes but i i think it's a nice pickup on day three so 
I think it looks better for the Cowboys today. Now they look like they've got a top-end wide receiver and kind of address those needs on defense. But they're going to have to continue to do that in day three. Um, I don't know how many picks they have, but at least half of them, if not three-quarters of them, have still got to go defensive, really, uh, for the Cowboys. But we'll see what they do. So that's sort of my main thoughts coming out of day two, my main reaction, the main things I picked up. Going into day three, though, I'm going to discuss that in a minute and discuss what I'm looking forward to in day three, who could be interesting to follow, and why it would be still worth watching, even though we're starting to get into those later rounds. Okay, so day three. I'm still going to be following the Eagles and Packers. I think that's that's a good starting place. The Eagles have had, as I said, a really odd draft so far. Not necessarily a bad one. Let's see what they do day three. Let's review it in a year or two like you do with all these things. But right now, it's not looking like a great draft and certainly not an instant impact draft. But we'll see what they do today. And, you know, we might come out feeling differently by the end of it. The Packers as well. Are they finally going to take a receiver for Rogers in the deepest receiver draft for years? We'll see. I would like to see them take a couple today and then take a sprinkling of defensive players, which, you know, the defence was good last year, but it can always improve. Um, I, I'd like to see them take a couple of receivers, and then there's just that much more chance that one of them will pop and be a genuine starter from, across from Devontae Adams, and then they can have the other three, four guys that they might draft um, today or from last year kind of just contributing when they need to, but you'd have those two starters entrenched. There's just that much more chance that they take a couple of receivers so we'll see what they do I think from and Easton still be on the board's quite interesting it's not that surprising they weren't taken by the end of the third round but there was buzz about that happening I expect them to go in the fourth I think they'll eventually or the, certainly the very high fifth I think they'll just eventually get to a team that goes do you know what we might not even need a quarterback particularly but this is this is too good value I'd especially keep an eye on the Jags Gardner Minshew's a fan favorite he has talent, he has upside, did well last year in a difficult situation kind of coming in and out for Foles. However, I think the Jags, it would really benefit them to take a quarterback and one with talent like from an East and not just a seventh round flyer project. Really takes on with upside. So if next year or the year after you you say, do you know what, Gardner Minshew's not the guy, the chances are, sorry, not the chances are, there is a chance that you might have the guy already on your team, already with a year or two's experience under his belt. So I think it's it's well worth them taking that punt, especially as I thought they addressed their needs very well in the first few rounds. So I don't think they have too many desperate needs. So they're the type of team that could take that punt, hasn't got a very settled quarterback room. But it will be really interesting to see where those two quarterbacks go. Speaking of quarterbacks, will the Patriots take a quarterback? I mean, you've got to look at it to this point, everything the Patriots have said their free agency moves, now their draft moves. They must believe in Stidham. Now, I'm not saying they think he's going to be their franchise quarterback for the next 20 years, but they must at least think this guy's got the potential to be a franchise quarterback and we're at least going to give him a year or two unless he falls flat on his face this year. Just because otherwise, first three rounds, you feel like they'd have to have taken someone by now. Especially with quarterback sliding they had um, two picks at the end of the third round where they took their tight ends. Could have easily taken from or Eason there, especially as they're now not picking to the fifth round. 
could easily have taken their core back there, still address the tight end need with the other tight end. But it seems like they do really believe in Stidham, and we've not heard anything to say otherwise. I do have them taking Nate Stanley at the end of the sixth, but again, that's a little bit of a flyer. Callback, bit of a camp arm. Who knows what might happen? Maybe they keep Nate Stanley next year rather than Hoyer. Who knows? But I don't expect the Patriots really to address the quarterback position now until the 6th, 7th round. Finally, the last team I want to talk about is the Vikings. I was doing some research about who could make some big moves in these in this last day. I came across the Vikings, and in the final four rounds, they've got 13 picks, which is amazing. And what is, I think Rick Spielman needs some sort of A++++ for his draft so far. Taking two first-rounders, Jeff Gladney, Justin Jefferson, immediately fulfill holes. Holes at corner, done. Hold at, hold at wide receiver, done. I know he's not going to be Stefan Diggs immediately, if ever, but still, he's going to step straight, straight in. He will be a starter and he will be effective. They've also taken another cornerback, Cameron Dantzler. So that's another body at corner. Obviously, you know, if you look at Belichick, the amount of corners he holds, it's good to have a lot of secondary players in this modern NFL. Uh, and then uh, Rick Spielman traded with the Saints uh, for four 2020 picks, which is why they're all the way up to 13, which means they had nine already, which is quite amazing. But to have 13, I think, you know, like I said earlier, they can just throw loads of paint at the wall and whatever players come out of it, brilliant. But you can see them moving up and down, especially up. You know, you could package four of those picks twice i'm not suggesting they do this it's just to sort of show the enormity of the amount of picks they have they could package those picks four of those picks twice so use up eight picks to get back into the fourth round to take fourth round talent plus they're picking the fourth round anyway and get three fourth round players and they still have three or four picks left i you know it's like that's that's amazing so really interesting to see what they do i'd also say just before i finish I think um, look for the Vikings to take a callback. Um, Cousins is only under contract for two more years. He has played well, but he hasn't. I don't think he's convinced Minnesota yet. And they've got so many picks. It just feels like why not take a shot on Jake from or Eason if they continue to fall? I'm not saying you've got to take them with your fourth round pick because there's going to be good players available, but they start sliding into the fifth, sixth round trade up and take one of them and and who knows what they might develop into in two years might even be the case that Cousins keeps kind of on his current trajectory so he's a good NFL starter but he hasn't got you over the hump and you don't want to sign him in two years you could have a polished backup ready to take over or someone who, who who's become better than Cousins in those two years so I really look for Minnesota to potentially take a quarterback with that many picks so that's my reaction to um, day two of the NFL Draft 2020. Obviously, we've got now day three, which, like I said, is really interesting. I would watch it for your team. It's really interesting to see who people take, where these callbacks go. But whatever you decide to do today, have a great day. It's very sunny here. I hope it is with you. Have a great day. Enjoy the rest of the draft. And I will see you when we review day three. <laughs>